0: Welcome to Talk FX, a podcast dedicated to encouraging the lives of those affected by Fragile X Syndrome. We have weekly conversations about some of the biggest challenges our neurodiverse peers face today. Our desire is to also share this platform with other families and experts to inform and encourage others in the neurodiverse community. We promise to keep it honest and real with you as well. And with that, here's this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX. I'm excited to be back um, after several weeks of dealing with technical issues. That's why I've been a little uh, MIA. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I am back and I'm so excited to welcome Ashley. We actually... Um, got the privilege of having her on the podcast like at the induction of Talk FX. So, um, it is long overdue to have this, uh, sweet woman back on our podcast to just talk about, um, her two sons and how life is going and just, you know, the ups and downs. Um, I'm really excited to just. Uh, catch up, Ashley. So thanks for joining me.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me and reaching out. I'm excited because like you said, it's been so long. So new things are happening in our lives. Yeah,
0: so why don't you um just kind of start out with uh, how your kids are doing? I know since we talked last, you added a new addition to the family, even though he seems so big now.
1: <laughs> yes, he's definitely a wild one. <laughs> um, He has me on my toes. His name is Maximilian.
0: Aww.
1: He is now two, oh. um, so it's definitely um, a busy household. Um, he, We actually got him tested for Fragile X when he was four months, um, and we are grateful and thankful that he is not um a carrier or a full mutation so okay that's good news um, and you know he's thriving he's helping his big brother out and um, we are definitely living two different worlds and sometimes it could be very very difficult but we're getting through it
0: yeah absolutely um, you know I've talked to so many families Uh, about, you know, the differences in, in parenting, you know, when it comes to your typically developing, you know, child, and then the uh, other child that is affected, and just the Mm -hmm. dynamic of that. So um, I know that when I reached out to you, initially, um, I felt like it would be so um, helpful and um, encouraging to the Fragile X community just to kind of hear how, um, uh, Sebastian's, uh, journey has been with therapy and just, I really, your, your, uh, your post, um, on Instagram just really touched my heart on just the importance of, um, choosing a therapist for one thing, but also, um, knowing that the parent knows their child best and- right um, just finding a therapist that, you know, is open to that fact and, uh, can work with your child the way that, you know, everyone feels comfortable. So can you kind of speak to, and you can totally share as much as you feel comfortable sharing about, um, you know, just the transition from your previous therapist to this, this new one and how that's been, um, how that's been going for you guys.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, you know, I think it, it's not talked about much. Um, and again, I just feel like social media is, is very difficult, um, of what you share. Um, and unfortunately we've had very, very bad luck with therapists and, coming into this journey, I guess no one really knows how it's going to go. Right. Um, you're kind of just thrown out there and you get the diagnosis and figure it out. And so,
0: um,
1: and like I said, social media, there's a lot of families. Yeah. They share their story, but it's not really talked much about how difficult it can be to keep a therapist or to find the right one. Um, And um, just with the various therapies that we've had, we've gone through plenty of therapists. Um, So when we first started out on this journey, um, we started through the regional with child development. I want to say that's what it was, Um, and I had to call our case manager because Um, and I think this is when I realized that this was going to be a tough journey because I said, wow, like we're only starting and this happened. Um, Mm -hmm. so we got his diagnosis at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so we did everything through zoom when we first started out and keeping a baby on, in front of a computer is a lot harder. Um, Mm -hmm. So I remember that we were, we were doing the child development session and she was reading him a book. I want to say that that was a situation and I don't know what I said or what Sebastian did that I kind of was talking to him like I would any other typical child, um, not a, you know, not treating him any different. And, and I wish I could remember it's been so long, but that was our first incident. And she said, um, you know, it's okay to not treat him like she was pretty much just telling me, don't treat him normal. Like there's something wrong with your son. <laughs> so oh. you need to treat him like his diagnosis, whatever it was. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I just, I was shattered. I was like, okay, this is the beginning. I was very new to it. Um, I really didn't, I really was just starting out on social media, um, and you know, I had that was my personal page at one point, and so I was turning my page around to just advocate about my son, and I hadn't really ran into many families yet or followed anybody yet, and so it was lonely. It was very lonely. And that's when I thought I need to come onto social media and start talking about my son's journey. And those that want to be part of it will, and those that get tired of me talking about it will unfollow. Because at the end of the day, I was not there to um, just gain numbers. I wanted a community. I wanted people that could be on the same page with me and understood me. And we just understood each other Um, So when that happened, I immediately called and I said, how dare her say something like that? I mean, if it could happen to me, it can happen to anybody else, any other family. (laughs) And that's just not okay. I mean, we advocate so hard as parents for our kids to be seen and heard and treated just like anybody else because they are human and they are just like anybody else. Yes, they're very special, but that does not dismiss that they are not intelligent or they're not going to understand or whatever it is. I mean, the list goes on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was our first problem. So we got another therapist and Um, we, we were with that therapist for a little bit. Um, and I remember that she told me that's when this is fast forward a little bit, and this is still child development. And so, um, I had Max and she was coming into the home and she had told me to put Maximilian in the regional center. And in my head, I said, again, I'm very new. And I was like, well, why would I put him? I was like, oh, well, siblings can be part of the regional center as well. And she was like, oh, yeah. And mind you, I never looked into it or anything. And this it ended up being that she just assumed that Max was going to be on the spectrum and something was going to be wrong with Max as well. Um, So I just didn't like her. So we went through another therapist. Now with speech, we finally were able to get into speech. And it was the, it has been the hardest. Within the past three years, we have not had a consistent therapist. And it's so unfortunate because I feel like we had found one. I want to say a year and a half ago, in the middle of the pandemic, we had found a therapist, and she was working. He loved her. He was, you know, responding to her, and he was still little. He was still growing, but there was sounds coming out, so I said, oh, okay, we're getting somewhere, Um, and that facility ended up closing down, and- oh. I was so bummed because he honestly just loved her. Yeah. (laughs) I'll never forget. We went to a family friends party and there was a girl sitting at a table and both my husband and I were like, that looks like his old therapist. Obviously, I mean, it was not, but she just had that resemblance. And we noticed Sebastian kept going up to her and we're like, wow, that's so weird like Sebastian doesn't go up to anybody and so eventually I got up and I told her look I'm sorry my son you know he has fragile X and he has autism but he I think he resembles you to his old therapist (laughs) and it, it was awkward but I just felt like I needed to tell her because he just kept going up to her and I was like okay so that was just a little you know he was doing great with her like she was doing all the activities um she was great with me as the parent um i am the parent that sits in with all therapy sessions and i'm very thankful for that yeah i Um, don't know
0: many who don't so (laughs) yeah
1: i'm very thankful that i have that opportunity to be able to sit in his sessions and so um recently well last year he started in the same facility with a therapist, but he just wasn't like, I don't know. He just didn't seem like he was liking her. I don't know if he was still kind of too little to just care, but he didn't have any interest in listening to her. Like we would get in the room and she would talk to him and she was very, she was amazing, but she was very low tone. Like, she would talk like this. And I just felt like he just didn't care for her. And we would get in the room and she would, he would lay down on the floor and then he would get up and walk around. And so I kind of eventually told, you know, I called the office and I told them like, look, I don't know if it's him, if it's her, he's just not, he's not vibing with her. Like he's just not connecting with her. And It was kind of unfortunate because she was really sweet. I mean, she was a great therapist, like she seemed to be a great therapist. I just don't think they were connecting at all. And so they said, okay, we'll find you a new therapist. It took almost a year, Nicole, for us to get somebody. (laughs) So that was really frustrating because... Now it was like fast forward, so many months that Sebastian is getting older and his um, voice was starting to come. And I felt like I could only do so much as his parent and teach him what I felt like I learned from his previous therapist. And whether it was right or wrong, I he started saying, approximation words and it was great and I'm like oh my goodness I need to jump on it like I need to push it so he goes to the same facility for OT so they know us and I spoke to the lady in the front office and I said look I can't be wasting any more time I don't know what I need to do but I need to get him to see a therapist and she's like okay um let me let me figure it out, and I'll give you a call back. She calls me back maybe sometime during that week and tells me that his authorization was going to be um, coming to an end, so we needed to wait for the new authorization to come in. And I was like, "Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? This is crazy." Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Okay, can we push it?" You know, I know, I know, I'm not the only parent or child that needs to be seen but I've been waiting a very long time. And she's like, okay, uh, we'll do our best, whatever. So that's kind of how that ended. And then I said, no, I need to take matters into my own hands because this is my son. No one is going to care for my, my child, the way I care for him. So I called, um, I called the company. I don't want to say the company, but... No problem. uh, It's just about every company that everyone uses out here. Yeah. And so I called them and it was so frustrating. And this is another part that I feel like a lot of parents don't talk about much on social media is that the, the troubles that we have to go through with insurance companies, with just the facility itself to get our kids seen... And it makes me so sad and so like upset because, oh, I was not planning to cry, but oh, this makes me so upset because our kids are just, you know, I feel like sometimes they're just, they just fall through the cracks. And this is why a lot of families aren't able to get the help they need because it takes so long to get into a place and not only does it take so long but sometimes the the employees are not on top of it and if you're not the one calling them and almost unfortunately harassing them at that point i feel like it doesn't get done and i was calling i ended up calling the company and i said look this is what's going on and i need my son to see a therapist It's been, at that time, I think it was almost six months that had passed by, and I had been telling the facility, like, look, we're ready. We want to get back in, like, and um, I would call our case manager, and she would be like, oh, um, I sent in the referral. I'm just waiting for them to get back to me. It was just a back and forth game for, like, maybe two months, and I just... At that point, ended up seeing somebody um, through the actual company, but they were in Irvine, which is about almost three hours away from me. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I could only do that virtually. And I said, look, I'm just going to take it because he needs to see somebody. Like He needs not only just my help, but somebody else that knows what they're doing. And so... Um, I even said like, I don't even care if I'm doing parent consultations so they can guide me and help me, you know, figure it out and help him. So we did that for, I want to say two weeks. And then finally I went, um, I went in for his OT session and I said, um, I'm still waiting. Like what's going on? <laughs> and she goes, Oh, you're next up in line. Great. She finds me somebody and we see this therapist and she, and I'm going to say this and I just hope that any therapist, if there's any speech therapists or speech assistants out there that are listening to me, I do not mean this in a bad way. I, I, everybody learns there's always a beginning to everybody's journey in their career. Mm -hmm. But I do feel like sometimes um, when you work with, with special need children, not a lot of people come into this field really knowing what they're getting into. Um, And it breaks my heart because then his OT therapist has told me like, This is not for the weak. And you also have to deal with the parent, not just the child. Yeah. And I don't think some therapists realize that. Um, And I'm sure there's parents that are involved um, or they're not as involved. And that's why therapists, some therapists may feel the way they feel. But she got the wrong mom. They put me into this new therapist. She, um, the office had told me she's very new in the field. Um, so I was aware of that. And I said, that's fine. I don't care. Um, and so, um, she puts, we see her the first and, um, I explained Sebastian's strengths, his weaknesses, um, and kind of, I kind of gave her a feel for how I was as a mother. Yeah. Uh, And I, I, I let, I made it known, you know, I'm a very big advocate for my son. Um, I will be in every session. Um, if I don't agree with something, I will let you know. And, um, maybe if we want, if I want to change something that you think is okay, I will also let you know. So, um, we did about four sessions with her. By the second session, I was very iffy about her because I let her know that Sebastian um, doesn't tolerate loud very well, at least not in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, And he has to warm up to you in order for you to kind, or in order for him to kind of tolerate your loudness. Because then I think he starts to realize, like, okay, it that's just them. And she seemed to not care. You know, she told me that, oh well, that's just how I talk. Um, I understand that, but you are here to help my son and make him feel comfortable. So that was the first red flag. I let it go. The second thing was, um, the second one was consistent through the four sessions. So she did it the first session where she asked me, Sebastian has a tendency of touching his diaper a lot Mm -hmm. in the front area. And so she asked me, did he go to the bathroom? And it was the first session with her. So I was like, it's okay, whatever, no big deal. And I said, no, he didn't. Um, I just changed him. And she goes, oh, okay. About maybe 15 minutes into the session, she asked me again. And I said, no, he hasn't gone to the bathroom. Well, I don't know. I mean, if he peed, I can't tell. Um, But I'm sure it's not much for me to have to change him. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it okay? Just making sure. Let it slide. Moving on next session. The same thing happened about the whole diaper thing. And I said, okay, like you're very concerned about my son going to the bathroom. And I, she said, oh, I'm, I'm just asking because he keeps touching himself. And I said, oh yeah. I mean, he does that. Um, it's part, it's part of him. (laughs) Um, unfortunately a lot of I know some fragile ex-kids do that. Yeah. And so I said, that's something I can't take away from him. And she just stayed quiet, didn't say anything. The third session, the same thing happened. And I said, okay, this is enough. But not only did that happen, he Sebastian tends to turn cars over and spin the wheels on the cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just the form of him stimming and just, he loves, he's loved, he's done that since he was a baby, especially with cars. But as he got older, I, both my husband and I wanted to teach him that he plays with the car properly. You turn it over and you slide it across the floor and He was doing that in session. He turned the car over and he was spinning the wheels. Actually, it was a tractor. So it was a little bit bigger. And so he was very amused. And I said, Buppy, we do not play with the, we don't play with the tractor like that. And (laughs) he understands very well. Sebastian has amazing receptive language. And so he kind of looked at me, laughed and ignored me. And I said, okay, we know how to play with the car. (laughs) And so she goes, oh, it's okay. And I just didn't say anything. I said, I'm just going to wait. And I don't like, personally, I just don't like when someone tells me what is okay for my son and what is not okay. When I'm the one that is trying to teach him to do things the right way. I would not let my younger son turn the car over and start spinning the wheels because that's not how you play with the car properly. It's one thing that if I knew Sebastian didn't understand really, I think I would just be like, okay, whatever. um, And just continue trying to show him how to play with the car properly. But he understands the concept of how to play with the car. Um, And so we're going to play with it the correct way. So at the end of the session, she says, oh, I wanted um, to bring up that it's okay if he if he turns the car around and spins the wheel. And I told her, look, I understand we're in speech and we have to emphasize on everything, all the words we say. And, you know, if you want to say spin, spin, spin. But there's things that are properly used to spin. Mm -hmm. And. I get it, car wheels do spin, but we don't flip cars around and spin the wheels. (laughs) So I said, that's not something we do in our home. I teach my son the proper way to do things. And she kinda was just taken aback. I don't think she thought I was going to tell her that. And I said, so I would like for him to play with it correctly because in OT we play with everything correctly. That's our goal, to teach him how to function in life. Right. Um, And so she said, oh, oh, okay. Um, I totally understand. So you don't want him to turn the car around. Yes, I don't want him to turn the car around. So that was that that issue. Mm -hmm. Then the fourth again it was a diaper and that's when I had it. I said, look, I said, I don't know what your issue is with my son and his diaper. I'm not a bad mom. Like I change my kid's diaper. Um, he doesn't come in here looking filthy. He doesn't come in here smelling. Um, and I always have the diaper bag with me just because there has been a few times in OT where I have forgotten the backpack in the car or I just forget to bring it and I don't have a diaper. And so um, I've had to either use one of theirs or I'll have my husband drive to the clinic and take me one, good thing we don't live far. Um, But when she told me that I did snap and I said, I don't understand what your issue is with my son and his diaper. And she goes, oh, it's just because I just keep seeing him touch himself. And I'm like, yes, I explained to you that with fragile ex kids, And possibly kids on the spectrum, they do that. Um, and it's okay, it's just a part of him. It's not something I'm gonna take away. And if he was dirty or I thought he smelled or something, I would change him. Mm -hmm. And she said, Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I don't think you're a bad mom. Um, I just I just keep seeing him touch himself and I'm like, okay. And I just got in my car and I started crying because I said, I don't understand. Like, we're in speech. Like, why is your focus on my son touching his diaper? And it's not even that Sebastian was sitting there literally just doing that the whole time. Like, he would be walking around and he would, like, grab the diaper and move on. It wasn't like he was literally playing with it the whole entire time. Right. And I was so upset. I started crying and I said, this cannot be happening. Like, I don't get it. Like, why is her focus on this? And so I called my husband and I said, I don't know if I'm being overreactive. Like, do I let it go? I just, I don't know what to do. Do I call and ask for a new therapist? What is the right thing to do at this point? Like, I just felt uncomfortable at that point. And not only that, but Sebastian was becoming very aggressive towards me um, and her. And he's not like that with his therapist. And so at the beginning, when he first meets people, he could be like that. He could be aggressive, but it's just his anxiety. And then once he sees you repeatedly, um, he gets very comfortable And so he was becoming really aggressive to the point where he ripped my mask off. He was pulling my hair. He would go up to her and hit her. And I said, okay, well, clearly he's not liking her and I'm not liking her. So Mm -hmm. I think my fear was if I take him out, we're going to struggle to get another therapist again. And I said, Either I take him out and we do struggle or I leave him with her and we continue to struggle regardless. Um, And so my husband said, look, I'm usually the one that deals with all his therapists. So he's like, you know better than I do. Like if he feels uncomfortable and if you think that he's being more aggressive, then I would, then we should just pull him out. And so um, I ended up calling that next day, which was a Friday and I spoke to the office manager and I let her know like I in no way, shape or form, am I trying to get her in trouble, but I just don't think that's okay. Um, Regardless if you're new or not new to the field I think that's just common sense. Um, if a parent tells you they don't want a child because they are trying to teach their child different ways, they should respect that. It's one thing to, you know, be give the parent tips and try to guide them, but the parent at the end of the day is the one that's with the child twenty four seven. They're only with them. 30 minutes to an hour a day. So um the office manager was very, very kind and understanding and um apologetic. And she goes, Look, I'm a parent myself. I, I understand you. I would be just as upset. Um, and I told her, I have a typical child and I have my son Sebastian. And regardless, I'm not going to treat my son different because of a diagnosis um, because that doesn't define him. And I've just, it's just with therapists, I've come to find out that they just read that label on that piece of paper and that's who the child is. And anybody, honestly, I feel like anybody in this world and I feel like that's why us parents advocate hard because we want our kids to be seen for not that label that is a part of them yes of course 100% but don't make it them if that makes sense like yeah uh, Sebastian is not just fragile ex-autism like no he is human he he can function you know he understands you he listens to you he will respond to you just like anybody else will. Yes, does he have you know different abilities where you need to help him a little bit extra? Of course. And that's okay. But that doesn't change the fact that I'm going to sit here and treat him like he doesn't get it and he can't function and you know, I it just it It's really sad, Um, and it's so hard mentally as a parent, because Mm -hmm. as strong as you want to be, it does get to you, because it's repetitiveness, Um, you know, through every therapist. Today was our first session with our new therapist, and she was so kind, and Sebastian struggled, The older he's getting, we have been struggling a lot more with him. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been very, very difficult to deal with him. And again, it's something that I haven't shared on social media. Because it's one of those areas where it's kind of like sensitive. um, And I feel like... Sebastian isn't. I don't know if it's a part of a, the phase of Fragile X or if this is going to stick around for a while, or I have no idea. But he's just been on this like very, very aggressive stage where he screams his lungs off. He kicks and hits and pulls and bites and does everything that you can imagine. And now he's trying to. He started before he was learning to kind of like slowly hit his head on something, and now he's actually doing it. So today we went to our first session, and our routine was a little thrown off because I couldn't drive to our session. So dad took us with brother, and Sebastian's very attached to my husband because he doesn't see him a lot because of work and right now my husband's on vacation thankfully and so seeing dad take us to his therapy session he wanted him to get off with us mm-hmm. and they said daddy's leaving he will be back to pick us up and i feel like that was the beginning of him acting the way he was acting we got inside he immediately said bye dada And then um, when the new therapist came out, she said his name and he just looked at her like, I have never seen you, but he responded and said, hi. And when I asked him to come inside, he threw himself on the floor. And I said, Mm -hmm. oh God, here we go. And I couldn't pick him up and I was like oh my goodness come on I showed him his car I said let's go look at the new toys that she has um and I said I I understand buddy like she's new but and I kept on the way here or on the way there um I told him we're gonna go see a new therapist we're gonna go see a new therapist and I couldn't remember her name so and so um when he's I finally was like kind of almost dragging him inside because he's half my size and so (laughs) I'm taking him in and I tried to put him down and he was facing forward so his back was against my chest and he had clipped his legs around my legs making it harder for me to walk and we get into the room and this is the first time he had ever done this so when the therapist was asking me all these questions i i honestly didn't know what to tell her um because he started to scream so loud he was crying he took my mask off he pulled my hair he wanted to go outside he was asking for dada and he said he's going to be back, baby. And I, I said, what do you want? Like, everything is okay. And um, we usually give him pressure. And, um, you know, his speech therapist was asking, like, you know, what do you usually do? I don't know. Usually he, he's, it's like, super fast, like within two minutes, he's done. Mm-hmm. And It felt probably, I think he was having his complete meltdown for like five minutes. Um, And he, she was like, what makes him comfortable? And she was like, do bubbles make him happy? And so I said, yes, she gave, or she turned on the bubble machine. He screamed even louder. And I was like, oh God, I said, I don't know. I started sweating. I was freaking out because I was like, I've never seen him act like this. And. I feel bad because I also feel like he's going through so many different people. And I have made it a thing since the beginning of our journey to try to keep all his therapists the same, like not each week they change. Like, no, he has to see the same person every single week or else he's going to freak out. Um, And so thankfully like with the ABA fought hard to keep the people we have on his team because that was another thing it was like oh they were wanting to toss me around and they said "Uh uh-uh it's not gonna work um and today was just really hard for him it was very hard to the point where I think he took out his own energy because he was so tired in the car (laughs) he was so tired in the car from kicking and screaming and crying and finally we got him to kind of calm down. We put twinkle, twinkle little stars on the iPad. And at first he was really upset. We turned off the lights and that's kind of what got him to really relax. Um, and he kind of got happy and then he let loose. So, I mean, he seemed to like her. He was not aggressive towards her. It was just towards me. So that's when I knew he was just upset that we were in a new setting. And yeah. He had never seen this person. So it's, it's been a journey. Yeah. Least. Um, and I'm just hoping with this new therapist that, I mean, like I said, she seemed to do really great with him today. And, you know, she was very sweet with me and um, he seemed to like her and interact with her. So that's a plus, um. So we'll see how he, he has, um, speech twice a week. So we'll see on Wednesday how he acts with her, but that's just been our journey with therapists. I mean, it's been, it's been a long one.
0: Yeah. Um, thank you so much for just sharing your experiences. And, um, I just, first of all, I want to say, I mean absolutely good for you for just standing up for your son and I hope that that's an encouragement to everyone listening that you know um moms truly do know their children best and Mm -hmm. um I it seems like that really carried you through and obviously also you want the best uh services and not just you know um someone who doesn't you know, if a therapist doesn't, uh, connect well with, with someone's child, then it's not going to be beneficial for either party. And so the fact that you, you know, you saw that and you know, you know, what to look out for, um, is so great and so helpful to Sebastian's success. And so, um, you know, and I know you're talking too about, um, Uh, taking, you know, the journey of case managers and finding the right therapist, you know, I do have some experience in that because all of my um, clients that I work with do have case managers, and it can be really challenging to, you know, get the resources or the answers that we're looking for to support our, you know, clients with. And, you know, I also do have a heart for that um, particular area of just the process of um, obtaining services to begin with. So I really, Mm -hmm. I really hear and feel you on that. Um, And also just really good for you for not giving up. Um, I I can't imagine how challenging or uh, frustrating it was to wait and wait and wait while watching, you know, your your child also have to wait. And so um, I hope that, you know, this new therapist that he's working with um, continues to work out well. And um, I also want to kind of go back to um, the first experience you talked about how the first therapist was basically telling you that, um, you know, they should, or that you're, you're, it's okay to treat your child like they're not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I didn't say it the exact <clears throat> way that, that you described, but um, that, that is just not professional for one yeah. thing. Um, and honestly, I've always been someone who tries to see the both perspectives of, of a situation and try to understand what the other, where the other person is coming from. Um, I've just, I've honestly, I even have to be that way in my job, but in this particular instance, I, I, I don't understand it at all. Um, and that was just so unprofessional. And so, um, again, just, appreciate you sharing how you handled that situation. I think it's going to be so encouraging for other families because unfortunately this stuff does happen. You know, some, some therapists have, um, the wrong approach and others, um, have years and years and years and years of experience and still don't have the approach. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I completely agree
1: 100%. And again, it's just part of the journey. I, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's just the reality that we live. Um, you know, we just have to roll with the punches. And I want to tell every single parent out there, you know, just because it's a therapist doesn't necessarily mean that they know more than you. Um, and, They can make you feel like you have to stick with them. If you feel like something is wrong, you go with your gut instinct. Like, it's okay. And, you know, um, at the end of the day, you know what's good for you and your baby. And you need to go with that. Because I feel like a lot of parents also do stick with therapists because they're like, um, they know more. They went to school for this. And no, not necessarily do they know more. Um, and some people don't even go to school. I mean, I, I just had, <sighs> I just had an instance where, um, you know, even people at schools get thrown in to work with special education children and have no experience. Um, and it's scary, because they're also doing it because they need the money, but they have no experience. And a lot of parents don't know that they just think, well, my kid goes to, they're in special ed, and these people know how to deal with, with our kids. And no, that is mm-hmm. that is not true mm-hmm. at all. Um, again, even with therapists, it's not true. They don't know everything. And if if you feel like something's wrong like i said and i can't i can't reiterate this enough just do what you feel is right don't let anybody tell you you're crazy or you're overreacting if you are overreacting well so be it overreact because at the end of the day it's your child mm-hmm. and you just got to do what you think is right i mean yeah i even even with doctor's offices, I have filed so many grievances because of so many issues. (laughs) So don't ever feel discouraged. I mean, it's, it's definitely a lot of work and overwhelming and mentally just draining. Mm -hmm. But when you see your kid thriving because of the right decision you decided to make, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. Um, and it just makes your heart happy. But, you know, um, it's just like I like I said, it's part of our journey and it's part of our reality. And we just got to kind of go through the waves and the motions of everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, especially the journey of finding the right therapist for your child. Mm-hmm. It looks different for everyone because everyone's child, it their needs are different. Mm-hmm. And um You know, obviously I've never been a therapist and don't necessarily want to, (laughs) Yeah, but I give lots of props to those that are, um, you know, given that they approach it uh, the way that they should, of course. But, um, you know, um, I think that you really hit home with the, with what you were saying earlier about how. Um, and, you know, you, you shared how you didn't want to step on anyone's toes, but therapists don't always know what the job is really going to entail. And, you know, you can, you can truly prepare yourself education wise and training wise for a job like that, but not always um, know how it's going to go because honestly, it, it's kind of experience to experience. and. Right. Um, every family is going to ask something different of you, mm-hmm. and again, that goes back to how every child is different. But um, the the it's unfortunate that the process isn't isn't easier with obtaining services for one thing. Um, I think that it just makes it so stressful for all parties, and um, also you know state all states a lot of states are different in how services you know I'm from Washington you know you're in California so obviously services are going to look a little bit different and the uh, journey of obtaining those services also looks different you know some places they have these obnoxious uh, wait lists and other places you know they're understaffed Mm -hmm. um and it's just so hard to deal with those barriers um But I think that you are such a wonderful example of not letting those barriers keep you from uh, getting the services that, you know, your child needs and deserves. And so I just thank you so much for sharing on your journey of just finding the right therapist. And I hope that everyone listening understands that um, it's so important to just... Uh, pay attention to how your child is doing with that mm-hmm. with that therapist how they're interacting with them or not interacting yeah. with them how they're getting along and also how they're treating you as the parent like you were saying is so important um I think that when you don't disagree, when you don't agree on how to approach something like for instance how you shared, properly playing with a toy, if you're not going to agree on something as, you know, um, typical as that for a therapy session, then, um, you know, it, it might not work out. <laughs> right. And, um, and so it, I mean, totally... it might seem
1: so simple, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's but, just it's <laughs> but it's not, but <laughs> no. yes, it's not. No, it's not.
0: Because you shared, you know, Sebastian knows how to play with, a toy like a car the right way and he was just you know doing it to be silly and you corrected him because you didn't think that the therapist was gonna do it themselves so you know taking matters into your own hands because we know as you know parents and advocates that consistency is key right and when we don't feel like that's as important to somebody else that's that's Uh, providing services for your child then it's gonna be a rocky you know road but I really hope that this one that you just started seeing now um, I truly do hope that this is you know the end of your search and that this person will be open to what you have to say about Sebastian, um, as his mother. And I just really hope that, um, things just move forward in a positive direction for you. Um, and just thank you so much again for sharing your, uh, story and your experiences. And, um, it's so important to share these things because, you know, there's people listening that, are just about to enter this journey. There's some people who have probably been on this journey as long as you, maybe longer. I hope yeah. not. But um, <laughs> um, but it's important to talk about these things because I don't hear it get talked about enough. Um, and that's not that it's not important to the Fragile X community. It's
1: just I hard. It, like I It said, is hard. Yeah, some topics are a little bit harder to talk about because it's just... there's there's like I said there's just some topics that you want to share um and there's those topics that are a little bit more difficult um and with that being said I don't want this to come off as I don't like therapists like I love all the therapists that are in Sebastian's lives. Um, Granted, one of them are, I'm still pretty. Um, She's no longer our therapist because uh, I switched to parent consultation. But I mean, that was Sebastian's best friend when she was here. And I cannot thank those people that literally have helped us as parents um, and have just loved on my son and taught him what he knows and has taught us again as parents. And I, I, I think those therapists that actually genuinely take their time to understand our kiddos, to genuinely understand the family dynamic and mm-hmm. to get to know how they are as a child. Because like you said earlier, every child and their journey is different. We all may come from the same diagnosis, but we are all different families and all every child will learn things differently. Um, and so, Again, I do want to thank those therapists out there that do put in the work and try to just learn about their kids and what works for them and the families. I truly do appreciate it because honestly, yeah. without without the therapists in our life lives that we have now for Sebastian, I honestly don't know where we would be. <laughs> yeah. So, um. I just i I want this to come off more as a learning experience. Yeah. Um, and you know, um we all learn, like I said, everyone learns when when it comes to therapists, parents, the kids, we're all learning. Um, I think it's a learning experience for everyone. Um, Yep,
0: it is.
1: (laughs) So so, again, that is our story of therapists. And I appreciate you for hearing our story and putting it out there for more families to hear and just not feel discouraged because I know it could be, it could be, daunting at times, but we'll yes. get through it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, I know it wasn't uh, easy to just, you know, talk about. So I really appreciate your, your uh, willingness um, and bravery to talk about it. I don't take those things lightly. Um, this podcast isn't just for me to, you know, gain, listeners or attention or whatever you want to call it it's truly just here for you know um, families like yourself who are really going through it and want to share those experiences and um, hope that it you know encourages other families because sometimes these platforms are necessary like you were kind of um, touching on as far as getting on social media and talking about it because you know, when we all live in all different places, it's hard to connect with each other, you know, in person and stuff. So, um, you know, online platforms like this is is so powerful in that way. So, um, I just thank you for your time, Ashley. I really wish the best uh, for you and your family, and um, I'm excited to continue to watch. Uh, your son grow and um your little boy Max oh my gosh he's so cute too his hair is so long I just love it his
1: hair is honestly the statement because everybody is so blown away with his hair uh,
0: oh, it's just yeah.
1: so funny because they're like oh my goodness his hair I want his hair it's so long and I ask him it's funny because it's to the point where I just don't know what to do with his hair (laughs) and (laughs) I've wanted to grow it out so I could do like a man bun but it's just in this funky stage and I can't Put it up, and I ask him, <laughs> Can we cut it? And he, one day he'll be like, Yeah. And then he realizes it, and he's like, No, no. I want to cut my hair. And then he'll shake his <laughs> head to make sure he still has his hair there. It's the funniest thing ever. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, thank you so much. He's a crazy little boy. I'm sure if he heard me talking right now, he would be right here trying to be part of this podcast (laughs) Um, and
0: I don't mind that at all
1: (laughs) um but thank you so much um I do want to tell you thank you for having this platform for families to share um to bring awareness of you know uh different stories and for everyone to learn about what can or may happen, or may not happen to our kiddos. Um, it's just nice to, you know, hear other people going through situations. I mean, not nice.
0: No, it I feels
1: think- like you know that you're you're not alone in this journey. Yeah. And um, I just really appreciate you for having the platform, having me come on again and being able to share about this and just following our Seb's journey, honestly, just continuing to follow our journey is everything. And um, uh, again, thank you so much.